This is ASI, episode 73. There are things I have done. There's a place I have gone. There's a beast, and I let it run. Now it's running. This show is dedicated to my wife, Dana Shaw, who never quit on me, who put on that armor when it all didn't make sense, and stood in his strength when her friends persecuted her for staying with me. Why do you stay with a man like that? When a pastor told her that I don't love her, When a counselor told her that I didn't love her. When the whole world was pressuring her to get rid of me. She never quit. She never quit on our marriage and I love her and she's given me more grace than I deserve. Going on three years of sobriety now I uh I thank God for my beautiful wife Dana Shaw what a blessing she's been thank you honey I love you sometimes I'm a selfish fake you're always a true friend and I don't deserve you cause I'm You are listening to Attitudes of Sexual Integrity. I am your host, Russ Shaw. You are listening to me driving around in my van as I do my job. That's my uh, deal here. That's my shtick. This is my studio, usually. Sometimes I have my studio at home and lock myself in my basement or in the bedroom or someplace I can find that's quiet and do my show from there. Just kind of time constraints. You know, I don't have a lot of time to sit down and do the show, and I do most of my best thinking right here in my vehicle on my way back and forth to and from stops. I'm in sales, uh, outside sales, and I I drive for a living, which is why I'm uh, poor with <laughs> gas prices right now. Anyhow, uh, going on, moving on. I want to apologize a little bit to some of you who I have offended with my rants on religion. You know, if I really look at it, I'm not addressing you um, with humility and, and I'm not coming at you with gentleness and, and respect, as, as Peter would say. And uh, I've offended some, some of you religious types. I'm... I, I, I rebuke you a lot, and uh, Jesus did with the Pharisees, 
but at the same time, I want to, um, I want, I want you to know where I'm coming from because I think a lot of you are, are putting a lot of, uh, investing a lot of, uh, a lot of time in being a disciple, right? You're being disciplined. You, you want to, you're, you're giving at your church and you're, you're doing all this stuff and you're going to church or maybe you're a pastor, a worship leader, um, you're, you're investing a lot of, of who you are in, in that stuff and, and being a good person. And I think that's commendable. I think that it's, it's great that you do that. And maybe one of the reasons why I, I'm so abrasive towards that is because I never really was a very good person. You know, I'm a better person now, um, a lot better person now as far as my outward uh, persona. But you know, and, and, and my inward persona, right? The things I do outside of my body are a lot better now than they used to be, but that's not because I, I concentrated and focused and invested in the surface, uh, superficial kind of side of me. Not to say that trying to be a good person is superficial. It's, you have the right heart. Okay. Your heart is in the right place trying to be a good person. Um, and that's probably where I've offended you. Either whether you're a religious person or you're, um, you know, you're a recovery type who has, they love to hate me. Uh, here's what I'm, here's what I focus on. Here's what my drive is for the show. Uh, i do another analogy for you. I drive around in my van. I spend most of my time in my van. It is raining right now today as I do the show. And I am going to have to wash my car. When the rain stops, when the sun comes out finally, which uh, in June it, it does usually in June around here, but it's it, it, it rains a lot. I live in Seattle uh, area. I'm in Everett, Washington, just north of Seattle, and uh, it rains a lot here. So when the rain stops, the sun comes out, and the car washes are packed with people trying to get their cars clean. And I think that's that's good, especially being in sales. I don't want to have my car all nasty and dirty. People think I don't care about you know my car. I'm not going to care about what I sell. So that kind of thing. Um, I'm not trying to sell you Jesus or sell you religion. And I guess I've offended a lot of you when I say, and I, and I absolutely believe this, and it's is absolutely true. I love Jesus. I hate religion. Okay, I'm trying to care about all people. I uh, I have a hard time identifying with a lot of you folks who uh, have done the right thing. You know, I'm that kid in class who sat behind you and, and shot spit wads at the back of your neck. Okay, I'm I'm that guy. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm that guy. I'm the guy that uh, I was allergic to cigarettes. I'm allergic to to, to tobacco until I smoke, right? But I tried to smoke anyway. You know, so it would never really work out very well for me. I'd be outside smoking the cigarette and. And I just hack and come back, and my eyes are all red, and they think I'm doing drugs. I did that too. I was the guy who, I was a bad kid, you know. I'm the kid when you were trying to be a good kid on the school bus. I'm like smuggling beers on the school bus in high school. I was that guy. I was the guy, you know. I was the guy selling weed at high school. Okay, I've never been that that great. I, I've never been able to identify with this being a great guy. Okay, in my surface identity until I started to get through recovery. I, I invest, but I did invest a lot of time in, in success manuals. I quit high school because I, I was into drugs and I had a lot of horrible addiction problems, chemical uh, stuff going on. And I got, when I finally got through that, 
um, I started really investing my in my own surface identity. Like in business, I uh, started reading books. I wanted to be this business guy. I wanted to. I got into like a multi-level marketing type of thing. It was a. It was you know the Amway business, which is now it's something else. It's like a dot com thing or something. But I really thought that I could do that. I really figured that that was me. You know, I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to invest in business. I'm going to invest all in my in that identity, and I'm going to be that guy. You know, and then I you know. That didn't work, so I, I started getting into the computer business. I knew a lot about computers. I started really bugging. I'm a quick learner, you know. Started to bug the crap out of people, and I basically taught myself a lot of programming language. I learned some programming in high school, um, stuff like that. So I, I started to uh, drive my entrepreneurial skills towards the internet and stuff, and I had uh, built some websites and. And all of that failed, right? Praying, I went to this church that was kind of a kind of a faith, uh, uh, prosperity type of a church. And they said, you know, just pray and you give your 10% tithe and God's going to bless you. And, you you know, but I, so I invested in that, right? I, God loves me. He's going to bless me. I'm going to be this guy. So I, I remember I sat in a... I sat in a meeting. I, I had a web webmunchen.com, which no longer exists. I actually let go of the domain. Um, it was... You know, most useful websites. It was just kind of, I let that go uh, just a year ago, finally. But I, I sat in, a, in an office in 1999, and they were going to invest in that .com. You know, even though I didn't have any background in business, I didn't have an MBA, I didn't even finish high school, I lied about all that. Every job I got, I lied, okay? Not good. Did you finish high school? Yes. Nobody cares. I never asked anybody, ever asked for my diploma. I actually went to college. I took some college credits. And, and, you know, nobody ever asked, so I just pretended like I finished high school, right? Anyhow, I did a lot of investing in my surface identity. Some of the worst, darkest hours that led up to my uh, porn addiction getting darker was the fact that I thought that God owed me something, right? I'm a good person. I'm doing this now. I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not that horrible guy that's uh, dealing drugs and, and uh, you know, just banging chicks. Like, I, before I met my wife, I went through... I had a lot of really frivolous one-night stands and, and, and sexual encounters like that. I broke some hearts, right? I hurt some people. And uh, it was all just because I was that kind of vampire guy that just wanted to suck the blood out of people, live in the darkness, and you know, and that's just who I was at the time. So now I wasn't that guy anymore. But when I invested in the, the good guy, that's when things really got bad because I thought God owed me something. I thought because I was the good guy that God God owed me this cookie, right? That my life should. This isn't how my life is supposed to be. And my life wasn't bad, man. I own my own house. I got two kids. They're not, you know, addicted to drugs, and they're not, you know, you know, they're not sick in the hospital with something. And uh, you know, I had a pretty good life, but I had this functional hell that was God is not making me this rich person or or, or that guy, right? So I get it when it comes to investing in in the, the surface identity. That is the darkest. That was some of the darkest thoughts that I have, really, on a heart level. Looking back, is that. That God owes me something because I'm a good guy. This is not pretend. 
I yelled and screamed at my kids, and I wasn't real safe. I was harsh, and my wife, my kids, I was controlling, and I, you know, I'm embarrassed by that. I, I would go to church, and I'd wear my suit, and I'd dress up, and I, I looked, I was that guy, right? I was a pretty good guy. Paid my 10% tithe. I put it in the plate as it went by. Check up, facing up. Look at that. Russ put that money in the pot. 10% obedience. Look at him. No. Check this out. Here's the writer of uh, the full armor of God who wrote this letter to the Ephesians. Here's his religious resume. I love this. This is Philippians 3, starting in verse 5. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a, a prosecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever I gain, I had, I count it as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Knowing. There's that relationship word, right? Having a relationship with is knowing. Continuing on. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I might gain Christ. Here's from the message version. This is uh, 7 through 9. The very credentials these people are waving around as something special, I'm tearing up and throwing out with the trash, along with everything else I used to take credit for. And why? Because of Christ. Yes, all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life. Compared to the high privilege of knowing, there's that relationship word again, Christ Jesus as my master, firsthand, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant, dog dung. There's a, uh, Mark Driscoll was talking about that there's a 17th century English version of the Bible that actually uses the word, um, the S word, yes. Anyhow, continuing on. There's bad words for bad stuff, by the way. Can we get over this thing about cursing? Like, you're a foul-mouthed reviler. That, like, that means you say the S word or the F word or something like that. Now, now, listen, I don't mean you go around spouting those things and offending people. That's not what I'm talking about here. But there are bad words for bad stuff. We need to be very clear on that. Now, listen, we're not gushing it up and making it soft and, you know, like he was saying that, Mark Driscoll said, you know, we use the word affair to, to say adultery, right? I had a, an affair. No, that's not an affair. It's something dark. It's, it's sin. It's bloody. It's horrible. Can we use, can we use a, a better word, please? Okay, if I shock you a little bit with some of my language on this show, um, good. Because there's bad words for bad stuff. Okay. This religious attitude that, you know, you're a holy person if you don't say swear words is ridiculous. You know, we, we have to make the world all soft and gushy because 
You know, children might be present. And if children are present, absolutely. You know, you, you're talking to this, a certain crowd. You use a certain language, okay? We don't run around offending people and dropping F-bombs because we think we're cool or self-righteous, right? Swearing or cursing has everything to do with the heart behind it, why we're saying those particular words and not necessarily the words themselves. You know, culture has everything to do with what is cursing and what isn't. Um, I just said bloody a little bit in the show. Uh, you guys in the UK, that is a swear word in the UK, I've been told. You, that, that's, a, that's profanity in the UK. That word is considered profanity. Okay, the word profanity, what is profane, is, is something deeper than just a word. If you're offended by a word, it's just a sign of the times, basically, that we've come, we become so surfacey that, you know, a certain word amongst the company of adults sends us off into judgment and, you know, okay, if I say dog to a man in Saudi Arabia, that's, that's like war, you know, I can get my rear end kicked for that, to use a safer word, okay. I want to offend people. <laughs> Anyways, with gentleness and respect, I'm doing the best I can. Here we go, continuing on. Where was I? Oh, yeah, dog dung. The Apostle Paul, a man that wrote, wrote two-thirds of the Bible, just used uh, profanity to describe religion. <laughs> okay? Sorry. I I'm reading the Bible here, okay? I'm not trying to offend people. Anyhow, here we go. I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ and be embraced by Him. Okay, those are more relationship words. When I'm in relationship with someone, I want to hug them. I wrap my arms around them. I'm glad to see them. They embrace me. These are relationship words. It's breaking out of selfishness, not being alone. Okay, that's relationship. Choosing not to stay alone. Um, anyhow, moving on. I didn't want some petty inferior brand of righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules when I could get a robust kind that comes from trusting Christ, God's righteousness. Okay, that's how we achieve righteousness, is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's not about religion. I mean, you know, some of you just got your little religion embrace, you know, bristles up in the back of your neck. I'm not, that's not talking about religion. That's talking about a relationship with God. And that's how you get a relationship with God, when you dump your religion in the garbage. All that stuff that makes you think like you're a good person, or I'm doing this and I'm doing that, I'm a great guy. I heard a... I am, here, here's part of, uh, ethnically, I'm, I'm a mutt, but I, I understand that uh, through uh, my family heritage, uh, I am 132nd Umatilla Indian, and that is a tribe in Oregon. And I just heard uh, on the radio they were talking about the Umatilla tribe and how the, the teenagers are losing their cultural, you know, background, and they're not into the culture, and then they played some music, you know, it's NPR, right? So NPR means uh, National Public Radio. It's here in the United States. They have this thing called public radio that's really boring and most people don't listen to, but it's subsidized by tax dollars. So we, uh, I don't know, it's kind of interesting sometimes. It's, it, it's funny, my iPod runs through my car stereo, and 
the station, once my iPod is turned off, the station that comes on is NPR. <laughs> so that's why I heard this, uh, this story on NPR. It's not like I go searching to listen to NPR. But it was, it was fascinating that they were talking about the Indian tribe that I'm actually a, uh, I'm actually a blood descendant of. Okay, 132nd blood descendant. I don't have enough to get casino money, but uh, anyway, that's a whole other story. Casino money for the tribes. Uh, here's the deal. They were talking about how the teenagers have lost their religion, right? Going back to that song by uh, R.E.M., Losing My Religion. You know, they're, they're bored. They, and they played this song, you know, from the tribe that was all... Ay, 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 ay. And it was like 10 minutes of that. And they wonder why the, the teenagers are, oh, they're all into their iPod. They sound like they sound like righteous, self-righteous Christians going, they just like listening to their music. And, you know, they've lost their culture and their heritage. And, and the story ended with this, uh, this Indian elder who says, we believe in the, in the, in the good spirit and, and that each one of us, and he, she's telling her teenagers this, right, that the good spirit um, has a, a scroll that is written on the heart of every person. And, and as, the, as you live out your life, the good spirit is writing on that scroll. And just like the Muslims believe, right, the scales, that at the end of your life, we're going to tally up the good things. And we're going to tally up the bad things, and you're going to go to hell, if you, you know, that kind of thing. So the reason why I love Jesus and I hate religion, okay, that doesn't mean Christianity is a better religion than the Indian American religion, okay? Christians that believe you go to heaven because you're a good person, okay, or that God saved Noah because he was a good person and the bad people sank. No, God had grace on Noah, okay? Noah was a righteous man because God gave him grace, not because he did good things, okay? All the little Christian books uh, that your kids are reading probably have it wrong, sorry to say. That's just not biblical. Look it up. Okay, that's why I say I love Jesus, I hate religion, okay? To clarify that. I, I, I continue to go over that because there's so many questions about it that come out of the hearts of people because that is, that is a default mode of the heart, as Martin Luther would say. I do good things, I get good stuff. God owes me for my good deeds, I do bad things, I get bad, I'm shamed, I deserve hell. Okay, that's why crimes happen, because people believe that about themselves. It's, a, it's an upside-down self-righteousness. I've done crap, I deserve crap. Uh, que sera, sera, right? No, no. chains down in a hole and uh, not more than 20 minutes drive from where I'm recording this right now 
the man that wrote that song um, ended his own life in a crappy little apartment in downtown Seattle. I tell you that, and I, and I share my story with you, because we need armor. I don't, I don't know where his heart was, but, but I'm willing to bet by the lyrics to that song that his list of bad stuff he saw far outweighing his list of good stuff. Right? That's religion. In my weakest moment, my weakest moment spiritually, my weakest moment physically, when, when, I, when the darkness moved in on my heart is when I... I, I thought that I, I, I am too bad. I'm too bad for God to love. I can't be saved. I just keep screwing up. We need armor. Okay, we need armor. And how can you learn what's never shown? Yeah, you stand here on your Jesus, now I'm not a sinner anymore, and I'm a good person, and I'm a, I'm this person, you know, pretending, right? First John would say, you know, if you say you're not a sinner, you're a liar, and the truth is not in you. Or we go to this works-based, I'm going to show God I can be good enough. You know, I'm going to gain favor with God, like God is your, your dad, and he only will love you if you can score the winning touchdown, or, you know, hit the ball out of the park, or something like that. We go to this works-based, I can earn God's favor. I'll earn God's grace, you know? And I remember going to this church and actually thinking that. And I'm in this, this Amway business, right? This multi-level marketing business. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you know, if I can just dress differently and if I can stop, I throw out my, like, my Doors albums and stuff. And, and if I can think differently, if I can actually dress differently if I can stop watching those movies because those movies got the devil in them right and, and I I remember thinking this I remember doing this stuff if I can just think like a winner and just take out all the negative stuff and just put in all the positive stuff you know then then my life will go well right which you know and it's like it's like sin and that's that's religion when we take Jesus out of the equation and we just have religion it's it's just another functional savior 
And what I mean by functional savior, and I say that a lot in the show, is it's like when I lived in Alaska, we had a term called piss in your pants to keep your backside warm. Okay, that works really well for a little while. It does work for a short period of time. And then it just goes horribly bad after that. It gets real cold and there's blisters involved. And But it's tempting. I'll tell you, you're up there, I'm pushing the snowmobile down this hill and it's like, you know, I think we got back and it was something like 10 below zero. I mean, it's freezing. And I had to pee bad and it was tempting. I'm serious. It was tempting. I knew it would go bad. I knew it, but I, but I'm tempted, right? I'm tempted to, to do that because I know for a little while I'm going to feel some warmth. I got home. I put my feet in this just barely lukewarm water, and I felt like it was just, just scolding hot, right? I mean, where do we go? That's the question. And if it's just this kind of superficial, if I can look right, religion, then you know, then that's going to save me. And, and it's just not. And that's what Jesus is trying to say to to the Pharisees. But, you know, I'm going to talk about the schemes of the devil, right? Because it's, it's mentioned in the text. There's a song by Finger Eleven that says, you know, it's biting, it's tearing, it's ripping at me. Maybe I should do something about it, you know? Um, you know, if I would have took that message from that Finger Eleven song and applied it to my life at that time, I would have stopped pretending. And that was what was killing me, was the pretending. That's what Jesus is going to tell the Pharisees and you know, over and over again. Stop pretending. You, you look like you have it all together on the surface. You know, Nicodemus comes to Jesus in the dead of night and, and he's like, hey, uh, we don't got it all together. You know, we, we look pretty good on the surface, but we're a mess. What, what do we need to do? You know? And I, I remember being in this church and thinking, if I could just clean up my act, then I'll be a good person and everything will be fine. While at the same time, totally ignoring and pushing down this pleading, eating away, acid dripping on my soul and ignoring it that was going on inside me. And when I say that, it's just kind of the things I learned on an emotional level that, uh, you know, I just, it was just me. That's just how I am. This is who I am. I thought that's who I was. And I just learned some bad stuff. And I never got down to look at why it was chewing on me because that's bad. If you look at why it's, don't, don't look at the past, Russ. Just move on and move into the future and be a winner. Okay, the, the schemes of the devil is part of his playbook, part of that evil day that's playing out over and over again in your mind, the stuff you've learned, right? You know, it, it, the more pretending you do, the less healing happens. And the more I refused to look at it, and the more pretending I did that it didn't exist... You know, the, the, the addiction just got stronger and it just wanted more of me. Deep down inside me. No, I don't want to look deep down inside me. I don't want to invest in my soul at all because then I have to look at something dirty and something dark. So no, I'd rather not look at my soul. I'd rather just keep investing and keep pouring my, my 
life energy into this guy that I am on the surface. You know, more books on how to be a winner. And I'll tell you, I'd much rather pretend than say I'm wrong, man. I'd much rather pretend than have to look at the deep, dark, ugly sludge that was in my soul. I did not want to go there. Did not want to look at it. I would scream. I would yell. I would put it off. I would say, no, you know, I'm not going to look at that. I do not want to look at that. And I didn't for years and years and years because I thought it would kill me to look and take a good hard look into what I had become. Not just what I'd become, but the roots, the seeds that were planted and how I got there, did not want to look at that. It'd be more like killing me. You know that the elitist Greeks looked at Christianity as weak? They made this cartoon of a, a, like a jackass's head on a man hanging on a cross, and then a, and then a man at the bottom of the cross praying to a jackass, because that's what they believed it was like to get honest, you know, to die to your own self, selfish, I've got it all together, elitist attitude. Kill me, heal me. There's a skillet. How can I scream when the pain is such a relief? I get the courage to pick up the nails Cause it's killing Either way, love is going to kill you. John 3.19, you know, light has come into the world, but we love darkness. The, the text I'm going to read from the Full Armor of God is going to talk about this present darkness. The darkness in the present moment. I love that song by, uh, was it George Thorogood covered it, old blues guy. Who do you love? Who do you love? Because what we reach for way down in what we really love in that moment from deep in our hearts, it's either a lie or it's the truth, you know? I'm here to prepare you for war. Because it's war in the present, in the present moment. We live our lives in moment by moment, present moments. Loving someone, it, it takes what we're doing in our current moment. It, it, it takes a, it's an attitude of the heart. It's a condition of the heart. It's a heart condition. That's where you worship out of your heart condition. Is it out of loving people or just wanting to get what we want, you know? Because in the current moment, we reach for something, you know, to, to heap praise upon. That, that's worship. I'm gonna, I want to grab something right now to heap praise upon in my moment of what? Joy, love, hurt, pain. What is it that we, we use in that moment? I mean, what, where is our heart condition? 
that's what I'm trying to get your mind around. If I could get you to help you redefine worship as being not just the music at church, okay? Not just this event, the sermon, the music at church, the Christian concert you may go to. It's what you choose in your present moment to flood with praise. To flood with, wow, this is good. I grab that. I put my love into that. I put my praise into that. I put my rest, my comfort. It's like putting a jacket on, you know? A listener sent me a, a song, Full Devil Jacket. It's it, what are we what are we cloaking ourselves in? Sin is is when we grab that thing and we say that's good and it leaves a ripple effect that has nothing to do with love. You know what I'm saying? That's good. I'm gonna grab that. I don't care about the consequences. I don't care if it hurts other people. This is me and this is how I'm going to choose to react. Check this out. She said her name was Billie Jean and she caused a scene. And all her heads turned with eyes that dreamed of being the one who would dance on the floor and around. People always told me, be careful what you do. Don't go around breaking young girls' hearts. Mama always told me, be careful who you love. Careful what you do before the lie. Lie becomes the truth. Billy Jean is not my lover. She's just a girl. We refuse to look at what we've become, and the ripple effect continues, right? That's Chris Cornell, or Cornell, Chris Cornell's version of uh, Billie Jean there. Listen, are we going to live outside in or inside out? Does that song reflect a piece of truth from inside you out? Or are you going to take the song and say, well, that song on the outside makes me sin? No, it doesn't. Your heart makes you sin. That's the truth. That's how the ripple effect continues. Mama always told me, be careful who you love. Don't go around breaking young girls' hearts, you know. That's when the lie becomes the truth. That's when the ripple effect of sin and death and hell continues. And then we blame God. We blame God or we blame the song for for someone writing that song. There's a lot of truth in that song. Michael Jackson wrote. Guy with a jacked up heart. We love the present darkness. Here's the thing. Here's what I want you to understand. I'm going to close with this. I've gone long. I'm going to get into the text of the Formal Armor God next week. I want to thank Darren for some of the songs he sent in. And I'm going to talk about uh, some mail that he sent me. 
But I'm going to close with this. The movie Ghost Rider. Okay, I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's about a guy who is cursed, right? He's cursed with the stuff that's happened in his life. He's tried to love. He's tripped over it. He's tried to love again, and, and it just keeps going bad for him. Love keeps going bad for him. So, you know, the devil comes to him and, and, and turns him into this demon-looking character with a flaming head, and, and he's this dark character, right? Because the devil's taught him all this stuff and made him this this guy, right? Made him this this dark guy, this demon-looking character. And in a moment where, where he stops looking at the darkness, Nicolas Cage's character, he stops looking at the darkness. He turns into the light, turns towards the light, and he says, you know, this is like, who do you love? He says, you know what? I'm going to take everything I've learned and I'm going to turn it to stand against you. I'm going to take all this stuff that you've used for darkness to cloud in and break me down and mess me up. I'm going to use it to stand against you. You are not going to take me down. You're not going to take my family down. And I'm going to stand against you. And that's what I'm here to tell you. And listen, maybe you've become a pretty dark character. All right. Maybe you've become a pretty dark person. You look at what you become and you say, man, I've become a pretty dark character. I know you're beaten up and you're bloody and you're marked up and you've learned some pretty jacked up stuff. Maybe you wear a leather jacket and have a flaming head. I don't know. But... uh Standing against the schemes of the devil is is going to be what we're going to go into in the next show. If you're listening to me right now, I'm here to prepare you for war. Okay? And that's why you're going to have to put on armor. You're going to have to put on armor to be like the Ghost Rider. Let me promise you something. You're going to have to stand against some evil coming at you, okay? Let me promise you this. The devil's older than you, he's smarter than you, and he's going to come at you. I'll promise you he's going to come at you. I know. He will be coming for you. He'll be coming at you full bore. I don't know what it's going to look like for you, but I'll promise you something. It's going to be dark, okay? You're going to have to fight some darkness. But we're going to have to be honest. You're going to have to be honest. My name is Russ. The website is asi247.org. Send me an email. If any of this stuff is making sense to you, my email address is russ at asi247.org. Again, thanks for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. My wife, I love my wife. She's had to stand up. She's had to stand up against a lot of schemes of the devil. She's had to put on her own armor. And, and I pray we, we just keep on going down the road of, of love, standing up against the devil and, and reaching and loving each other. And I love her not because, you know, she's getting with the program or, you know, she sees me as Superman or anything like that. I don't love her for that reason. I love her for who she is and how God made her. I wanted to close this song. I dedicate to her. I thank God for my wife. 
thank our Holy Father who, who gave me this, this beautiful, awesome woman with this precious heart. And I'm going to close with this song and say bye. Nothing that I ever knew